On today's episode of Up in the Air, we're bringing on a really good friend of mine, somebody I've known for, gosh, it seems like forever, but I would just say until recently, we've been beginning to communicate more, hang out more, and uh, you know try to navigate this whole COVID-19 situation as best we can. He went to Fresno State, graduated with a degree in ag business, went on to work in the uh, produce industry for a little while, didn't like that, decided to jump ship. He now works in solar, and he also has his own business on the side in which he works on the weekends. Everybody, Chandler Roland. What's up, everybody? Up in the air, episode five, and we're bringing on my buddy Chandler Roland. What's up, Chan? How you doing, bud? What are we doing, Alec? How are we doing? Uh, you know, I'm, I moved out to uh, Bend, Oregon, so uh, went from California to Colorado and then all the way to Oregon in, in less than a year, so it's been uh, it's been pretty uh, hectic out here, especially during this whole pandemic situation, but uh, I'm glad we got to set aside some time and chat, man, and just kind of check in. Yeah, looking forward to it. I'm guessing the move was good, though? Yeah, I mean, I had to... Uh, I had to get a U-Haul, 15-footer, packed that sucker up all the way to the top, and then I pulled my girlfriend's SUV on the back with an auto transport, and we went like 1,300 miles. It was about 21 hours of driving, so uh, needless to say, I was really excited once we got back, but uh, glad to be here. I mean, it's an awesome place, and weather's been perfect, So, and I'm closer to home, so uh, no complaints. Yeah, that's always good. Good man. So, uh, so to you, Chandler. Um, the reason I wanted to talk to you, I think, obviously, everybody I've talked with, you know, I've asked them about their whole, you know, what's life like for you during this whole COVID nineteen situation. When I started this, I thought that conversation wasn't going to be had in July. I thought all of this would be over in maybe June, and <laughs> and here we are, basically four months later, um, and we're still in the same situation. It's after the Fourth of July, and. Um, you know, I wanted to talk to you because I think you offer some interesting perspective, you know, working in an industry uh, where you not only are dealing with people all the time, you're dealing with your own, you know, workforce and, and trying to figure out what's the best protocol. So for people that don't know exactly what you do, and I know you do a couple of things, kind of explain uh, your day to day. Yeah, absolutely. So, um I work for a solar company here in town, Solar Maintenance Pros. Um, I actually got my general contractor's license, um, was a year and a half ago, back in February of 2019. Um, so I am their general contractor and their license holder. So kind of my day to day, it's kind of weird because I feel like I handle quite a bit of a variety of things at this company. I handle obviously all of our subcontractors, so our ACs, our windows, our re-roofs, you know, anything that is not solar, that is what I manage. And I also manage our commercial panel cleaning department as well because no one else wanted to really do that. Um, so that's kind of my, my job title, but then what's kind of interesting as well is I have my own window installation company that I do on the weekends. So with that being said is, my dad started this company back in 01, and I kind of took the reins from him and when I was in college, kind of as, that way I could pay off my tuition, um, and he kind of was not really about it anymore. 
So on the weekends, I install Windows as well. Okay, so for people out there that, you know, they're going into college, they're going into school, they're always, you know, asking me or what I try to tell them is you may not know exactly what you want to do right away, but start studying something that you're interested in, that you're, you know, somewhat passionate about. And maybe by the end of the four years, you will have kind of navigated your way, you know, into the right position. And, And maybe you don't get your dream job right away, but maybe you can be doing something that you like. So what did you do at Fresno State in order for you to be ready, you know, to go out into the world and do what you're doing right now? Absolutely. That's a great question. So to be honest with you, I feel like I didn't find what I wanted to do until after college. So, you know, senior year of high school, everyone's like, oh, where are you going to college? I was like, I'm going to Fresno State. What are you going to study? I have no idea. I actually graduated from Fresno State with a degree in agricultural business. Um, Don't know why I chose that. My brother did it, that's probably part of the reason. And then obviously living in the valley, you know, you look at all these rich farmers and you're like, you know, I would love to do that. Yeah, let me get on on that action. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So um, I chose ag business, I wasn't passionate about it. Obviously I know I have zero experience. My family, you know, doesn't own a farm, doesn't, my dad's a salesman, my mom's a stay-at-home mom, you know? So I had, like I said, zero experience with ag, and these classes that I took were super interesting. I love learning new things. Um, but I just, I, I guess, so to answer the question is, when I was in college doing ag business, working minimum wage jobs pretty much, uh, my dad stopped doing windows back in 08 when the economy crashed. And so I went up to him with a kind of a business idea and said, you know, look, I know that times are tough right now and we not, might not be able to pay for my tuition, but I, have a, I kind of have a plan. Why don't we get back into windows and everything we make off the windows we'll put towards my tuition. Wow. And so uh, he goes, okay, that's a great idea. And so we just, that's kind of how we started. I got my first job. Uh, it was an apartment complex. It was a four unit apartment complex. I think about 30 windows and, um, I actually did it on Christmas Eve. No way. Uh, yeah, Christmas Eve and the day after Christmas. Uh, those are the two only days I had available. Um, and kind of, it was kind of a pain. We, it was, because he's always done this, and I've always helped him growing up with the company, but this is my first time actually, I guess, being involved, ordering the windows, measuring them, and doing that kind of stuff. So when I first got that paycheck, my senior year of college, I couldn't believe how much money I made off of <laughs> two days worth of work, you know? Yeah. I mean, it was absolutely insane. I mean, we walked away from that job with about five grand. Wow. And so I kind of looked at my dad and said, oh shit, <laughs> we're gonna keep this going, you know? So uh, he, I mean, me and my dad have a really good relationship, so I don't know, we, 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 we've enjoyed it. And so what that kind of moving forward is, I guess in college, that was my senior year, I got that company started. I changed the name from A plus windows to three C's windows, uh, kind of did all the licensing, the bonds, got everything ready, had no idea what I was doing, kind of just Googling shit and figuring it out. Um, but when I graduated college, I still wanted to be an ag. So I took a kind of a sales assistant role 
over at SunWest. That's right. And they do peaches, plums, nectarines. And I was there for two years, sitting behind a desk, you know, learning as much as I can because I really thought I wanted to be in produce sales. Because you look at all these guys that earn produce, they make good money. Um, I kind of wanted the luxury of having my wife be a stay-at-home mom. And Well, I didn't know that produce sales, you sit at a desk for 8 to 10 hours a day. Right. You know, I'm thinking, oh, ag, you're in the field, you get to go do this. Like, that's just not my personality. I I refuse to sit still, you know. So, uh, after the first year, really, I started looking at jobs, anything and everything. I mean, I was applying for ADP jobs. I mean, any sales jobs I could get out. Uh, I think there was a uh, earnest packing solutions, which they sell like boxes. And I applied for so many jobs. And I didn't have any experience, so I didn't get any of them. And that actually lasted for probably about nine, 10 months. And I was like, kind of pretty bummed out. I was like, you know, maybe I'm supposed to be in produce, it's just not meant to be. Um, And while I'm doing all this, I was still doing windows. So Monday through Friday at SunWest, you know, putting in orders for these produce companies and Save Mart and Vons and whatever. And then on the weekends, doing the windows. Um, and then finally it all kind of clicked and I met a investor from San Diego. I met a general contractor here in town and we've just been really good partners, I guess. I do a lot of work for them. And one of the general contractors said, Hey, if you ever want your license, let me know. Uh, I can help you out with that. So I said, you know what? That's actually a great idea. And I actually, a couple months later, I reached out to him and said, you know, I'd love to get my general contract license. Uh, would you sign me off? And he did. Wow. Um, so yeah, I mean, what a general contract license actually lets you do is I could do any type of sub or any type of contracting work. So if I want to, I could go put a roof on a house. I could do ACs. I could go do someone's flooring. You know, I could do really anything and everything. Yeah, you're, you're uh, not pigeonholed to just windows, but that is the area in which you're specializing in. Exactly, okay. exactly. So... Um, yeah, I mean, so I got my general conference license. I actually got my test date and I quit SunWest two weeks before my test date. And they're like, well, you're doing what? I was like, look, I'm quitting. I have no idea where I'm going. I know I'm not going to be here. I have my test date in two weeks. I'm going to go home, study, and I'm going to figure it out. Um, my dad also works at Solar Maintenance Pros and he's the salesman there. And so he goes, hey, we're actually looking for a general contractor. Come to think of it, you know, the owner would like to interview you and kind of get your feedback and stuff. So actually, I went in uh, after I quit SunWest. The next week, I go up to Solar Maintenance Pros, and they asked me if they want if I could be their general contractor once I passed my test. Wow! And so I passed my test, and the rest is history. So. Are there other things, because one of the things that I always talk about people, and to your point, you get to college and you're like, look, I don't really know what I want to do. I'm going to get into this because, you know, maybe I'm influenced by someone else, such as your brother, or maybe I've, you know, got some other, you know, aspirations in this aspect, whatever it may be. But I've always told people, I think I learn more, you know, just outside of the curriculum of everyday school and just with being around people, dealing with other problems, maybe you're living on your own, living with a group of people, what are some of the things that you look back on and you're thankful that you went through or that happened in order to get you to a stage where you're able to take on all this stuff? And maybe it doesn't have anything to do 
with what you learned on paper? Absolutely. So college, I mean, obviously I majored in ag business and I'm still, I'm not using that. So what I learned in college is very, or I guess on paper is very relevant to what I do now. Um, what I think I learned the most while I was in college is, you know, moving out because I moved out with our, our buddies, obviously right. Ryan Chase and my brother at age 19. Um, and then, you know, not being, you know, bottle fed by my parents, you know, they still helped me out with my phone bill at the time. But I think that's what helped me out the most grow as a human is being on my own. And I mean, I remember working at GNC and this cafe and Wells Fargo, you know, I'm making pretty much minimum wage. And my first paycheck, I got paid twice a month. My first paycheck went straight to my bills and my rent, if not more. And the second paycheck um, was for my car insurance and then whatever was remaining was for food and fun. So that really like taught me how to be frugal. Um, and that's obviously what taught me or I guess made me want to make more money trying to do windows. Um, but I, like you said, is I, I don't know. I think that college is great, you know, cause it, it, you have a backup plan and you have that degree, but I don't necessarily think that college teaches you anything, but I do think that what college does is it allows your future employees or your future bosses or even yourself know that you completed something, right? You know, it takes four years and you know, my sister graduated with a degree in journalism. I don't know why she chose that, but whatever. And you know, she, when she graduated, she was working at a bank and then went into medical sales. Interesting. And so like I, and same with me, like ag business now I'm in construction. So I, I don't think that college is necessarily, I guess, you need to know exactly what you're doing right then and there. Right. But I do think that if, if you can complete college and get your degree, I think that it speaks volume to your future employees or employers, I should say. And then also to yourself, you know, hey, I just completed something that took four years. Yeah, it was it was a bitch, but I had, you know, certain requirements every single semester and I hit every single one of those. So to me, I think that the actual just learning on your own, living on your own um, and pushing yourself as far as you can is what's most important. You know, I mean, yeah, I, I graduated, uh, sorry, I I graduated a, a semester early. I walked a year early. So I walked in 2016 uh, instead of 2017 and I graduated a semester early. And that's just because I took 18 units every semester while working 40 hours a week. So it was just, you know, for me, it was nonstop. I didn't do the whole frat thing or the party scene. For me, it was just, I wanted to show myself that, you know, put as much on my plate as possible and you can complete, you can achieve whatever you really put your mind to is all. So, yeah, no, I I completely agree. I've always told people, you know, the best thing I did was go off to college and, you know, I've been living on my own since I was 18. And I think to your point, it teaches you very much about, bills and money and being frugal and understanding the value of money what it can do for you did i spend maybe too much time with the whole fraternity and you know socializing thing maybe but i always tell people too had i not done the fraternity thing 
Um, you know, I wouldn't have had the same network that I have now. I wouldn't have the same friends. And then even my first job that I got out of college was, you know, based upon alumni networking. So to your point, I think it's totally okay to go in and not know exactly what you want to do. And I also think it's okay when you graduate, if you don't have your dream job right away, like don't freak out. But I think there's too many kids, there's too many kids out there that are just afraid that they're like failing if they don't get exactly the job that they wanted and what i always tell people is just start working there's no shame in work like just start working 40 hours a week putting in the time you know maybe the boss that you have right there is someone that you can be you know lifelong network friends with they can help you later on in your future i mean that's what's happened to me is uh you know i've carried those people on with me in my life and it may not be your dream job but that's okay but i just think People are fed this idea because we see, you know, these multi-billionaire guys like Jeff, you know, like Mark Zuckerberg, um, who became a billionaire when he was, what, 24, 25 years old. So we're sitting there yeah. and it's like, we want to get rich quick. We want to get all these things. People are impatient. So I think you have to stop judging yourself against, you know, everything that you see on social media or even just in the news. And like, to your point, just judge yourself against you. Like, did I do everything possible to get my degree? Did, was I committed? You know, did I do what I set out to do? And then just go from there. And like, you didn't do exactly what you wanted to do right away, but now you're doing what you like and you're still only 25 years old. Like, it's all good. Exactly. And who who knows, you know, five years from now, I could say the hell with it. I don't want to do this anymore, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, which is totally fine. Yeah, who cares? You know, it's, it's life. Um, and that's just kind of how you, you know, you live and you learn as a person. Um, you know, I, there's a, uh, kind of, I guess one of my mentors, he's, he's a developer here in Fresno and I talk to him every couple of weeks just about life and business and kind of my goals for the next month or whatever it may be. And right now he's, he's a multimillionaire. Wow. Uh, yeah, he, he does a lot of developing. I mean, you could drive up and down any of these streets and I can say, oh yeah, he built that, he built that, he built that. Um, but what's funny and I use this, I tell people this all the time is he, he tells me, he goes, you know, when I was 25 Chandler, all the way up until I was 29, I was broke. I had zero money. I didn't know what I was doing. I was hopping from job to job. It wasn't until, you know, I kind of figured I kind of want to do this. And then my wife at the time said, you know what? You should just go out on your own at age 29, go out on your own. And just do something for yourself. And then that's obviously where he just, you know, and now he's 40. So it took him 11 years to be a millionaire. And he could retire at any given time. So I always tell people that. It's like, it's it's really not a race. Um, because, shit, we're 25. All of our friends are 25, 26, whatever it is. We could have people that are working minimum wage jobs right now. And then by the time they're 30 they could be making five times the amount of anyone I know. Right. It just, you know, I think that it just, you just have to go on your own path in life. And that's the most important thing. Yeah. I, I think to your point, something I always have to remind myself is that it's not a race. And, you know, people that I had looked up to in the career path I wanted to join, you know, being in media, I would look at their career trajectory and I would say, okay, where did they go to school? When did they graduate? Did they go and get a master's? Did they not? And then by the time they got to a level that I want to be at, how old were they? 
And so I used to use that as motivation as to, okay, by the time I'm 26, 27, this is where I need to be. And I'm glad I did that to a certain extent because it always kept me in line with what I was doing. And I always knew that, you know, every job I had, I'd probably try and go like at least two years and then move on. And I did that with my first job. And I wasn't in what I wanted to be in right away. I was in sales, but I was in the, you know, the right business that I wanted to be in. But I had to stop comparing myself with other people of that age. And um, because it can drive you nuts and it makes you feel worse about your situation. But your situation may be totally fine. You just have to remind yourself that, you know, it's age is just a number at times. Things can turn around very quickly. I mean, if you would have told me a year ago that I'd be moving out here and have a new job, I would have thought you were crazy. I thought I was going to be in Denver for like at least four years. <laughs> and it didn't work out that way. I'm glad it didn't. Um, and But I, to your point, you have to at least take something from it. And I learned so much about myself, what I liked, what I didn't like. And, you know, you just have to wake up and just remind yourself that, you know, just keep moving forward, be committed to something. And I think you can make your own luck doing that and and just working hard. Things won't happen overnight. You know, people have to realize that. I think, you know, I think that with our generation uh, (laughs) and our generation and younger, uh, we kind of think that things just should happen for us. Mm -hmm. Uh, Where, you know, like you said, you have to create your own luck and a lot of this stuff. Um, so when, you know, when people think that they should have their dream job right out of college, it's, that's not how it works. Like you kind of have to work yourself up or work up the corporate ladder, so to speak. Um, if, if you don't, if you aren't able to land that job that you wanted right away, you still have to work towards it. So, oh yeah. I mean, and it doesn't help when you have these stories that come out like Kylie Jenner, and she's a billionaire at age 19. And then you have all these girls that are yeah. following her like, oh, my God, that's what I want. And it's like, yeah, you know, that's a very rare anomaly in the entire structure of the economy. Like a lot of what she did had to do with hard work, I'm sure. But a lot of it was luck, the situation that she was in, her family name. Her family, I yeah. mean, she already had the platform, uh, so it all worked yeah. out for her. But, like, this is what happens is now you have all these people following her on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, whatever it may be, and now they're constantly comparing themselves, not only to her physically, which is what they're going to do all the time, but it's going to be monetarily. And and that's a very slippery slope because you will start to depress yourself by comparing with some person that, frankly, that's never happened before. There's never been a, a teenage billionaire like that. So it's just, you know, to your point, you, you've got to kind of, you know, lower your expectations at times and just, you know, realize hey it's gonna be okay you know i don't i'm not gonna be a billionaire overnight but i don't think that kind of you know situation helps anybody it just makes other people feel stupid or or poor (laughs) exactly exactly even uh like yesterday patrick mahomes 500 million dollar contract the guys i think younger than we are and if you want to sit there and go what am i doing with my life like that's just stupid like we're not patrick mahomes and we can't throw a football 75 yards but you know what? <laughs> no. That's okay. It's it's yeah, exactly. I think that, you know, sometimes you have to come to reality and kind of realize that not everything is perfect in this world and you're not you're not going to be that that I don't know, I guess that billionaire like Kylie Jenner 
or Patrick Mahomes or, you know, that, and that's fine, you know? Um, I don't know. I guess what I'm trying to say is it's just, yeah, I guess you have to set up real expectations for yourself. Right. And there's um, no problem in being super aspirational, but if we were all great, then nobody would be great. We would all just be equally, you know, whatever situation we're in. So there has to be people that stand there out. There you go. Absolutely. Yeah. There you go. But, um, that's, that's kind of the world we're living in and everything's under a microscope. So with this whole COVID thing, obviously things are different now. You're in California, you're in a County that's not as probably aggressive as, you know, up North or down in LA, but what was your experience like with work and how did it affect your everyday, you know, routine? Cause I know how you are. You are a routine guy. Yeah, absolutely. So when COVID and the stay-at-home orders first broke out in Fresno, uh, our company, Solar Maintenance Pros, um, we kind of freaked out. We actually laid off or furloughed the entire company as a whole the first day, um, which is, to me, it's a little of uh, overstep, but whatever. And then... The next day, I'm thinking I'm furloughed. Well, I get invited to a, a meeting, and they end up keeping on about 15 people um, full-time and just kind of manage things, manage the projects and whatnot. Well, it kind of has, as it's regressed, I should say, for COVID, we start bringing back more and more people for our company. Um, so we actually, we had about a hundred employees and right now we're at 75. So we actually furloughed all everyone, but then end up laying off about 20 to 25% of the entire company. And which is kind of good because I think we were overstaffed and we had positions weren't that weren't needed in the company. But for, for like you said, Fresno County, we're a pretty conservative county. Um, so a lot of these stay-at-home orders and they weren't taken very seriously at first uh, because I don't know. I mean, like I said, it's a very conservative county. So well, yeah, it's people just frankly, you know, a lot of business owners, especially you know, probably in the northern Fresno Clovis area, that just frankly they don't they don't want government imposing on what they do. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So I mean, for me, it's kind of weird because. I work from home even before COVID. I'm half in the field, half at home. I don't even have an office. Um, so it actually really didn't affect me. The first two weeks of the stay at home orders, yeah, I was home probably 90% of the time instead of 50% of the time. Um, but what's crazy about all this is for our window business, we actually, I don't think I've ever given so many bids for windows in my life because I think everyone just sitting at home and they start nitpicking their house. Yes. Oh, I want this done. I want this done. I want this done. You know, so I gave out, I can't even tell you how many bids. Wow. You know, and that in the last two or three months, it's definitely a record. Um, but so, I mean, that that's good. And, you know, I did sell some of those jobs, which is even better. But I mean, my, my routine didn't really change too much for the most part. But I mean, you look at, you know, our buddy Jamo, my roommate, you know, his, his routine completely switched it like 180 degrees where 
he was at stayed at home he couldn't even go to the office and he was only working three out of five days a week and then you know a couple weeks later he went back to full time so the whole COVID thing was for me it was kind of a blessing and I guess I guess in a sense because I think with Solar Maintenance Pros we were way overstaffed and we finally laid off the people we needed to especially the employees that we didn't really feel fit our company culture mm. and then for windows you know i think that we kind of benefited from it because people still wanted bids and what's crazy is people really didn't care if we came into their house with a mask or not or whatever it was with solar and windows so that was kind of interesting to me i thought people would be freaking out more i actually had a guy <laughs> tell me to take my mask off really he was like you don't need to wear that yeah wow. i was like oh okay yes sir <laughs> um so anyways um the whole COVID thing it, it's kind of crazy obviously it's changed a lot of i mean we've had a lot of businesses go out especially solar companies here in fresno um already wow so it's it's just it's kind of sad to see uh we actually just two two big companies, Sunrun and Vivint, who are like probably the top ten biggest solar companies in Fresno, maybe top five. Uh, they actually just merged because that was on Tuesday. Oh because wow! Because they, yeah, because they didn't have enough leads and stuff. So, anyways, I mean, yeah, to answer your question, my my routine didn't change drastically. Yeah, I, I think to your point too, it's like you have to sort of find the blessing in disguise within all of it. I think when this started, a lot of people, you know, it's really easy to just put your feet up and say, whatever, you know, I'm just going to drink more and we don't have to go out. I'm going to sit here and watch Netflix and just wait till this all ends. Then you have other people that are looking at it like, all right, this may be an opportunity for me to really, you know, rethink a lot of things or maybe reevaluate my current situation and I did that, to your point, like JMO, um, you know, I enjoyed my job only because, it, like I said, it was in the industry that I liked. I never felt like it was super salesy, cold call based. But as soon as this all went down, now I have no separation between home and work life. Now I don't have an office. I'm wearing my normal clothes every day. And then you compound that with the fact that you're living in a small apartment um, it, I, I hated it. I really, I, I grew to actually hate what I was doing, which was sad. Like I never thought that would happen, but it turned into me cold calling business owners and they're pissed off, they're angry, or they're just worried about the future. And I did not want to impose on them. Um, I'm a very like empathetic person. So it's hard for me to try and, you know, get people to spend money that they probably shouldn't be spending. But you know, it, Absolutely. it it made me reevaluate a lot and thank God it did because I don't think I would have ever, you know, applied to this job out here and I don't think I'd be where I currently am. So maybe in some weird way, you know, I can look back and say, hey, without COVID happening, I wouldn't be here. But um, I think you have a good mindset with it and just saying, all right, here's my situation. What am I going to do about it? You know, you can't just sit there and pout. Um, exactly. I mean, it, it definitely sucked. Don't get me wrong. I mean... <laughs> There were days when me and JMO were just staring at the wall because he was working from home and I'm at home. And we would just sit there and be like, well, there's no sports. There's no TV. 
there's nothing to do. We can't go outside. There's no shopping. So, I mean, it, it, don't get me wrong. There were some parts that sucked, but it was still, uh, it was kind of funny having, and Mikey too, but Mikey was still out working. Uh, but it was still funny to have that person to interact with. I'm sure you did with Delaney at home all the time 24 7 yeah perhaps so. too much i think we almost tore our heads off at a couple points <laughs> i joked with her i said you know if we can get through this then everything else is going to seem a lot easier you know we just have to Absolutely. look forward you know towards the future and just realize that this is temporary i didn't think it would go on this long um but you know here we are and, and i don't really see when this is going to end i think a lot of this is going to carry over in people's habits, routines. I don't know if business meetings will ever be the same. I don't think offices will ever be the same. Sporting events. I, I truly don't see how we ever return back to, quote, normalness. Um, no, I mean... I just don't... See, I'm sorry, I just don't see it. I, I think people are, so, are already too used to this. Yeah, no, it is. And that's the thing. It's so like, even with solar maintenance pros, you know, we have... A bunch of meetings and we had this small little conference room and we would fit you know I'm not joking like 20 sometimes 30 people in this small conference room where people are standing people are sitting outside the conference room just trying to listen and you know because of COVID now we do zoom calls and we actually even talked about it, like why didn't we just do this to begin with why did we try cramming everyone in one room you know for months and months and years where we could have been so much more efficient. People didn't have to drive all the way to the office. People could have just zoomed. We could have got done right away and everyone goes back to their day. So I think, like you said, nothing's ever gonna go back to normal. And some of it's good for the better. Um, what I do feel bad about is these corporate offices. I don't know what we're gonna do because I feel like all these retail spaces and these office buildings, I think, like I said, some of these companies are realizing they don't need to have this huge overhead building they can have their sales agents and some of their staff work from home. Oh, no doubt. I think, you know, something, our news station in Denver was huge. I mean, there was over 300 people that worked there. And I think they're going to come to the conclusion, if they haven't already, from the corporate level of, number one, do we even need our salespeople in here at all? And number two, do they even need to live in the city that we're working out of? I mean, who's to say we can't hire some great salesman out of L.A.? They're only an hour behind, and uh, they yeah. can just cold call people, and they can do Zoom calls, and what's the difference? So there, there are some good and bad to it. I think my situation would have felt a lot different if I was in a home, if I had a front yard, a backyard, neighbors, you know, more so. But being in that apartment drove me nuts. I just wanted to get the hell out of there. It was terrible. Um, yeah, I don't know how you... I, I don't know. There's no chance I could have survived. I don't know. And then it was like gyms are closed, so now I don't have that space to go and do anything in, and I'm working out like on my balcony or inside. It was so stupid. Um, let, let me ask you this. Were there tensions that rose within you guys living together because you were seeing each other more, like a cabin fever? You know, it, I, it's weird. It, it really didn't. Um, I think that my Mikey and JMO's relationship inside this house is pretty unique. You know, we really haven't gotten into an argument or really anything because we're all we're all pretty similar, we're all pretty clean dudes. I think the biggest thing is, and this is just my personal 
weird shit is I hate when people chew, you know? So when Jay was home all the time, he orders his Chipotle every single day, forever, <laughs> twice a week, three times a week. He's just sitting there munching on his chip. And I'm like, dude, I can hear you from a mile away. So I think that that's kind of the only thing that was irritating, you know? But, I mean, no, there's really no tensions um, that got weird or hostile or anything like that. I think that, and that's what's cool is I, I always tell everyone, you know, like oh you have roommates that sucks or whatever i'm like yeah you know sometimes it obviously there's sometimes where it would be nice to not have roommates but then like i think more so i love having the roommates because they make everything so much fun right Um, everything's more interesting i mean exactly i i know you know this but i mean i was in a three-year relationship before i bought this house and kind of just not happy with it and so when i bought the house i kind of saw it as my escape route, you know, mm-hmm. and said, you know what, I'm buying a house. I don't really want you moving in. I think it's best if we break up. Savage. And then having these, <laughs> having these two knuckleheads move in, uh, you know, it, it, it's just been, it's been almost like a party every day because I, I can't even explain to you how many times we yell in the house every day and fire each other up and all that other stuff. So, no, it's it's definitely been a blessing uh, having these guys live with me. That's awesome. Yeah, I I remember you know my first two years after graduating college in Santa Barbara, I had two other roommates and two of them were siblings, my really good buddy, and then his sister. And you know it was interesting just to see their dynamic because they're related. And then Matt ended up leaving, and I brought we brought in another one of my buddies, and um, you know it, there were times you're like, oh, I kind of wish I had my own space or. You know, maybe I had my own bathroom, whatever. But there's also those moments where, you know, we would watch like Jeopardy every day together, which I never would have done by myself, but there we are watching it together. Or maybe, you know, every weekend we would try to do like a dinner. So we'd make something really nice, get a bottle of wine, and you just make it a little bit more community-based. And it, you're never really bored. There's always something to be done. It's just I wonder how that changes when everyone's stuck inside with each other, but... I think to your point, you yeah. guys are in a big enough house to where you have your space, you have your own rooms, um, and you're not up to each other's necks 24-7. And, and maybe yeah, this will be something you guys look back on and be like, yeah, that made us better friends or we have a stronger relationship now. Who knows? Yeah. I think that you know they were probably more annoyed with me, if anything, because I'm obviously – when the coronavirus hit, I was literally just tore off my kitchen for my remodel, you know? So when this COVID thing hit, we didn't have a kitchen. So I'm sure, you know, we had to order and do that stuff. I mean, we were out of the kitchen for about a week before we got all the plants and stuff in. But that was that was interesting, too, because here I am just going happily along with my life, trying to remodel my kitchen and everything's going good. And all of a sudden, you know, this thing gets in whatever state home orders and it gets this huge outbreak and. And then we're like, well, we don't have a kitchen, so um, we'll be eating out for the next week. So that, that was funny. Um, but anyways. So where do you see, you know, your yourself moving into like the next four or five years, even with all the stuff that's going on? Do you, do you see yourself still doing this? Do you like the fact that, you know, you still have your own business? I mean, what where do you see yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So. 
if in, in a perfect world, I think that what I would do is I would s- stay with Solar Maintenance Pros for another year. Um, so, I don't know, I guess this isn't huge public knowledge, but uh, so I just got promoted to board of directors for the entire company. Wow. So I kind of want to, I kind of want to live that out for a year um, and kind of learn from that experience. Because what that allows me to do is it allows me to be a part of every big executive decision for the company, you know? So where we spend our money, where, who we hire, why we hire them, you know, just kind of all the, handling all the drama within the company, which is kind of cool. So I think that would be a really good experience for me. Um, but I mean, I told the owners when I first got hired, um, that solar maintenance pros is, you know, my end goal is to have my own thing. That's why I got my general contractor's license. So in a perfect world, I think, you know, in a year or two, kind of just saying F it, uh, and go out on my own. Mm. And what I really would love to do is start off with like remodels, you know, with kitchens or houses or even like fire damage, you know, if someone or water damage where someone's house partially burned down or they had this huge water thing, I could go in and kind of clean it up and fix all up and redo it all, you know? But I I think that if I got to choose my perfect path in life is I would invest everything I make from my business into rentals. And I would fix those rentals up and just keep them. Yeah. You know? Um, my my ex girlfriend in college, her dad, he has about fifty rentals here in town. Wow. And so what's funny about that is he actually he actually asked me to take over his business, but obviously I can't now. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, he I, I did a window drop from last month, so we're still close, but. Um, you know, I kind of looked at him and what he kind of is. He's he didn't. I don't think he graduated from college. And when he started, when he was twenty, and him and one other guy, they would buy these section eight houses, fix them up, and rent them out. And then they'd get enough money, buy another house, fix it up, rent it out. And now he has a couple apart, apartment complexes and forty supplement homes. And you know, I mean, you do the math on that. He's easily making probably a million dollars a year, even if it's just 500 bucks every house. Um, so that's, that's what would be my ultimate goal is it's just to invest in rentals and have this huge portfolio because what I, what I also, not just cause of the money, but I think more importantly is rentals keep you busy. You know, like you have so many things to go out and fix and repair, you know, just one house, you know, you, you always have something to do at your house. Let alone if you had 50 or 30 or 20, there's always going to be something to fix. And I'm just such a, a busy bee. I hate sitting down. I would rather go work until 8 or 9 p.m., come home, shower, and go to bed. Right. So I think that's kind of my perfect perfect world would be doing that. But like I said earlier in the podcast, you know, who knows? In five years, I could totally change my mind and want to be a veterinarian, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, you just don't so we'll know. See, that's and, kind of it. And another yeah. thing, too, I've thought about is with everything that's going on, I think it's certainly changed a lot of people's mentality. I think it's going to change the way the economy is structured. I think everything, anything is up for up in the air, as I say of the podcast, the name of the podcast, up in the air. 
there's so much that I just don't know anymore. And there is something scary about that, but usually I find that when things do get stirred up that maybe it's heading in the right direction or maybe this is needed. Um, But with everything that's going on now, there's such a tension within everybody and I think everyone's fed up with wearing the masks and, you know, staying inside and you just have people that are really on edge, to be honest. And I hope that doesn't continue and I hope that we can start to turn the page a little bit and look forward to obviously never going back to fully normal but somewhat normalcy (laughs) because i I mean i've had more stress and anxiety since this whole thing has started than i than i could have imagined but it's just been so many things that go on and i just i don't have answers for it anymore i I don't know no exactly it's just there's there's really so many unknowns with this whole entire COVID 19 crap that who knows if this is just how it's going to be for the next 10 years or five years or just one month, you know? Um, so yeah, it's it, like you said, it's, it's definitely up in the air, uh, to see yes. where we're going to words. Yes. Is there anything you found yourself doing that you don't normally do? Like, was there any hobbies you took up or music you didn't usually listen to or, cause some people started doing things that they maybe you know, never did before, or they learned something new. Was there any of that or were you just mainly busy? So, I mean, obviously I still was pretty busy, but what I actually started doing was listening to more audiobooks. Mm. Um, that was kind of, I've already listened to five of them since, since COVID hit. And I just like, I love it. You know, I could sit there and I'm not a big TV guy. I don't, I don't know when last time I watched the actual television show was and since sports aren't on, you know, there's nothing really to watch for me. So the audiobooks are huge. I, I, I could put that on and while I'm working around the house or doing yard work or even just driving, uh, that's like, that's kind of something that's changed for me. But as far as like kind of hobbies, I think part of this whole COVID thing also let me realize that you kind of have to take everything you have and kind of admire it, you know, because there are some people who lost their job or, you know, shit, they could have lost a family member to COVID. And it kind of just made me kind of realize that like life is precious, you know, and working's great, but I also think you have to kind of let loose and enjoy the life and the journey as well. Uh, I, I don't know. I just, I think that the whole COVID thing kind of made me realize that nothing's for certain yeah and you could lose your job tomorrow you know anyone could lose their job tomorrow so don't i don't know this sounds terrible but don't put all your marbles in one basket or you know don't work so hard for a company that you know at the end of the day could fire you and leave you kind of high and dry i'm not saying do a shitty job right but kind of kind of just you know realize that there's more to life than just work yeah you know. No, I think that's a great perspective. I mean, I, I think I got so stressed out, you know, with my with my job, and I wasn't like that before, but I think that's because the landscape of it changed entirely. But to your point, I remember having to tell myself, and, and I went and met up with you guys. I went back home in May because I had been quarantined yeah. for two months, and I was like, I can't do this. And, uh, you know, Delaney and I got on a plane, and we went back to Fresno, and I 
I got to see my family and and my friends and it's like it really helps you as you say admire like okay these are things that are very important to me and the job is just a job like it's what you do to make money you know it's not necessarily your dream job it's not what you always want to do so just you know take a deep breath and realize there are other things that are more important so i think you Absolutely. you've had to look at the glass half full during this because if you don't and you start getting lost on social media and reading all this negativity and you spiral out really and you may wake up and think that we're just living in uh, the apocalypse i'm not kidding but if you go outside and you go talk with people or like i've been going on a ton of hikes obviously since i've been here and just in general going to a couple national parks state parks and just getting outside and realizing okay if you shut off the tv you don't read every news article or every clickbait headline the world's not so bad but you have to you no, have to exactly. you yourself have to take responsibility for that because it's not going to be handed to you you have to go and make those decisions to get out of sort of that that warp that you can get stuck in it's it's insane but and here i am wanting to work no. in media i don't <laughs> <laughs> No, exactly. Not to get political or anything. Uh, yeah, we got to be careful like with said, that nowadays. You know how it is. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Everything you say can just be skewed to whatever perspective anyone wants oh, to put yeah. it at. But, um, you know, like you said, is you're going on hikes. And, you know, so I actually, the house I bought is in my parents' neighborhood. So I'm 25 years old. I moved out when I was 19 for four years. So 21 out of my 25 years, I've lived in this neighborhood. And I'm back in the neighborhood, you know? And last night, I was just sitting here. It was 6.45. And, you know, I already worked out the day. I already finished all my work. And I was like, and all of my roommates or even Eric was over. And they're watching TV. I was like, clearly, I don't like watching TV. So I was like, you know what? I went on a two-mile walk around the neighborhood. I don't think I've ever gone on a walk in this neighborhood in my 21 years here. Wow. I've gone on runs. I've gone on you know, bike rides with my, when I was in my, you know, my youth, but I just went on a walk and it just helped me like kind of realize that, you know, life is still good. Like, yeah. It's, it's not that crazy, man. Yeah. Hey everybody. Sorry. We got cut off there for a second. I think, uh, our little audio problems, but you know, to your point Chandler, I think what we were saying mainly was, you know, you don't want to be stuck in front of something too long all yeah. day, you know, looking at the TV or being on Twitter. And uh, I think your perspective is great. And uh, I'm really glad you came on. And I think a lot of people can learn from your whole experience and what you've done and, and sort of the path that you're on right now. Well, no, I agree, man. I think that with all this, you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt. But no, I mean, thank you for having me. This was actually, actually quite a bit of fun. Uh, never been on a podcast before, so... Thank you, man. I, I appreciate it, and uh, hopefully I'll hear from you soon, and hopefully you come back to Fresno, or we'll come up, come up there. Yeah, man, that'll be great, and uh, we'll stay in contact. Stay healthy. Stay safe out there, brother. All right, man. Sounds good. Take care. Thank you, everybody, for listening. If you like what you hear, please like, share, and subscribe if you want to hear more. Thanks. <laughs>